is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of First and Ten. This week, me and Mitch are here with the Week 6 recap, and wow, what a week, man. <laughs> I mean, we had some great games. My Broncos got the dub, your Browns got the loss. It was unusual, but it happened. But um, at the end of the day, Week 6 was just a great week for football. We thought it might not happen due to COVID, and then uh, it did. Any thoughts, Mitch? So, starting off with the Denver-New England game... I don't know, you and I disagree on this one. I thought this was an ugly game. You thought it was a great game. I thought... Drew Locke having it, his worst, probably, as you say, his worst career uh, start as a Bronco. An under 50% completion percentage, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. There were some drops, I'll give you that, with a 35% passer rating. This was an ugly win, but, I mean, it's not like Cam Newton did a whole lot better. Another, also, two interceptions. Completing less... Or, uh, he did complete more than 50% of his passes, but, again, no touchdowns. I mean, any game when you get down to the red zone six times and you can't score a touchdown, I mean, that's pretty pathetic. But you got the dub. You're in the win column. And the Patriots falling to two and three. First time in team history that Jesus they Lord. had a losing record in October. But um, to what you said, I don't think it was a terrible game. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it depends on the preference of a fan. As a Broncos fan for the past 10 or whatever years, I'm used to defensive games like this and no offense. And... Mm-hmm. It's like if the final score was forty nine fifty six, is that a good game? Because in your terms, I feel like that would be considered an ugly game too. But I'd love to watch that game. I wouldn't say it was an ugly game; it was just a defensive game. Like if you compare it to some of the other games this week, blowouts that were thirty eight to seven, I'd much rather be watching this game than the thirty eight to seven game, or even like the Monday night football games. If you know what I mean. That's valid. <clears throat> I just think that any time you cannot, I mean, neither of these teams really could get. Anything going on the offensive side of the ball. I agree it was a defensive battle, but there, were, there was not a whole lot of excitement until they both traded interceptions late in the fourth quarter. I mean, I, I not think... Not much to be said. I think besides that, it was very exciting to watch the Denver defense do what people were doubting on them. I mean, as a 9.5-point underdog, the Patriots could barely put up 10 points, let alone. Like, mm. I feel like this game overall, it, it, it wasn't a game to be proud of on the offensive side, but from the defensive perspective with all these young guys in, it was a very impressive win for the Denver Broncos this week. Fair enough. Any final words, Mitch? Nope. <clears throat> you guys are the win column. It was impressive. Alrighty. So on to the Browns and Steelers game. Your Browns were a... They were um They were a hot mess. I knew this they, was They got happen. to see a star QB Mason Rudolph take the field for a play or two. I mean, I predicted this to happen. Obviously, no one can predict losing by 20... Uh, by 31, but... I knew this was going to happen. The Browns have talent, but they're young. They need. They can't figure stuff out. The Baker, Browns have talent, but their quarterback Baker does not excel good. under pressure. Baker with a, I mean, he still had a better passer rating against or than uh, Drew Locke did. But um, I mean, the Steelers, I would say probably the best defense in football. Big Ben threw had a pretty mediocre game, throwing nearly less yards, almost throwing less yards than. Uh, Baker Mayfield, despite having to score nearly five or more than five times, his it, it was an ugly game. I mean, what what do you? There's not much to say. Baker should not have played that game. Baker didn't sleep all week, and then because you know Baker's sleep schedule, right? Because he said in in a, in a pregame interview that he's a side sleeper, and because he had his bruised ribs, he was unable to really get a good night's sleep the entire game. Is that an he wasn't a like? No, I just don't think he should have played. I mean. He was not 100% going into this. Baker's turnover prone, and so if you're starting him against this defense when he's not 100%, you're going to have games like this. And even if he was 100% and slept for 15 hours every weekend, I still think it would have been a pretty ugly game. 
the ground game really couldn't get anything going. That's not any fault of uh, Kareem Hunt. He not for lack of trying, but the, I mean this defense is insane, and I still think that the Steelers are probably like, probably the second or third best team in the AFC. And we'll see him. We'll see. Hopefully, we'll I mean, see him in the end playoffs. of the day, there's no excuse to lose thirty-eight to seven. No, absolutely. And not. I, I don't want to keep bringing it back to Denver, whatever Denver versus Cleveland, but a very injured Denver team, probably the most injured team like Denver's had all season. Week two was able to put up twenty-one points on the Steelers, and only lose by five. Versus, the, I feel like mm-hmm. this game for from the perspective of a non-biased Steelers or Browns fan, I feel like it's it's very concerning for the Browns. I think at the end of the day, a loss is a loss, a win's a win. So you could lose 26-21 or 38-7. or to But it also really shows, like, who and what and, like, who has the pride to win the game. You, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, as you always say, a win's a win, a loss is a loss. We're still 4-2. and two. That's still the best start we've had in a long, long, long time. And as you said but, earlier, before we started recording, we got a lot of bad teams coming up. I don't think we're going to win the Super Bowl this year. I don't think that we're one of the best teams in the AFC. I do think we have a shot at the playoffs. And I think that as the season progresses, we've already gotten one game with the Steelers, one game with the Ravens out of the way. I think that uh, I I think that we'll be able to uh, learn from our mistakes, clean up some play. Maybe Case Keenum starts. Maybe he doesn't. I'm not sure. Whatever is best for this Browns team. I don't. But think... I still think that Baker Mayfield gets faulted every time the Browns lose and doesn't get any credit. When because they win. it's on Baker when they lose. It's on other people when they win. Baker's never won a game. Baker's lost a lot of games for them. On to the next, we have <laughs> the Bengals and Colts, which continued the trend of teams coming back down two scores in a game mm-hmm. every week this season. This week being. The Colts down seventeen to nothing at one point, ended up getting the win thirty one to seven behind a big twenty one point second quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, on this game, you've been a big Philip Rivers hater. You have been. I don't think you're going to deny that you've been a big Philip Rivers hater this season. I think you should have retired after last season. Do you think this game means anything for Philip Rivers, or do you, do you think these stats don't really matter because it was against such a poor Bengals defense? He threw three touchdowns. That's impressive. Um, Almost he had a nice game. yards. Yeah, he, he did what Dak Prescott did against the Browns. I mean, in, gar- in the dwindling hours of the second half, he, um, he came up and uh, <laughs> he, he did what he had to do to win the game. I think Joe Burrow, who's still a rookie, I really can't say anything bad about him. He didn't throw any touchdowns, but he kept them in the game. He made some nice plays. And he ran, 300 for t- yards. he ran for touchdowns. So. Yeah. Um, um, I think the talk of this game for me is T. Higgins, the second round receiver, um, mm-hmm. first pick of the second round, if I'm correct. Um, I didn't expect much out of him. I knew he was fast. I know he's from Clemson. I know Clemson's produced some good receivers, but like DeAndre Hopkins. I don't. I didn't think T. Higgins would be all this. I think I thought AJ Green was going to come back this year, be great, and he did play great this week. Um, on eleven targets, you're going to do well though, mm-hmm. but. T. Higgins is just a burner downfield. He had a lot. He he caught one ball for sixty-seven yards this week. That's just. I think that was very impressive. No, I mean absolutely, and it was nice that T. Higgins could step up because, as uh, a lot of people in the community saw earlier this week, it seems like John Ross is requesting a trade. The mm-hmm. former first-round pick in twenty seventeen. It seems like they got a pretty solid wide receiver core, but once again, I mean Joe Mixon. Just really couldn't get it going behind that Bengals offensive line. I mean, averaging less than four yards a carry. It, I'm not sold on Joe Mixon. I'm still not. He's had some good weeks, but 
I feel like the consistency just isn't there for him. And for him to be like a top 10 running back in the NFL, he's going to need to become more consistent. I'm not sold on him as a fantasy prospect. I still think he's a solid running back, though. I think he's talented. I don't think he... Again, (coughs) if I had to make a list of top 10 running backs right now, I would not uh, put Joe Mixon in it. I wouldn't. And I'm not saying he's bad, but I feel like just for now, he needs to do more in order to prove that he's worthy of that top 10 ranking. On the other side of the ball, we had the Colts, who the offense wasn't terrible. When Phillip Rivers isn't throwing picks, this offense can actually be very good. He has a lot of receivers. He has two tight ends in Doyle and Burton who can play well together. Then Moali Cox, when one of them is hurt, (laughs) is not terrible. And then Taylor's a great receiving back. And then you're given T.Y., Hines, and even... I guess Marcus Johnson or Zach Pascal. I mean, like, these aren't big, big names, but they're players that, they're fast. Yeah. They're fast. At the end of the day, they're fast. Anyway, I mean, there's, it was a very impressive comeback. It was kind of a bit of a heartbreaker for the Bengals, but um, we, knew the, we knew this wasn't going to be quite their year. They still have another year or two in the development box. Um, I think this was, I wouldn't say the most surprising, but it, it makes <clears> me <throat> the happiest this week because I'm a big uh, Lions supporter. The yeah. Lions... Destroyed the Jaguars, who are starting to look like one of the worst teams in the league. It doesn't look like Gardner Minshew is going to be the guy to save their franchise at this point. James Robinson with his worst performance of the year. DeAndre Swift with his best performance of the year. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I think we both said the Lions were going to win this game. Um, this was a team that Matt Stafford really needed to kick the hell out of. And while his numbers aren't going to wow anybody, 230 yards and a touchdown and an interception... I mean, he won the game. As you always say, a win's a win. And DeAndre Swift emerged as a really, really talented guy. I mean, who knows if he'll stick. Like you said, there's some consistency issues. That's why you can't really um, come up with a definitive answer on Joe Mixon. But I think that this will raise some uh, questions for Matt Patricia. I mean, do you keep feeding the ball to AP? Well, AP, AP I think, is a great power back. He, he, he's old and he's still able to do it. I understand he's only averaging 2.7 yards a carry, but he's consistently getting a touchdown every game. Yeah. So I think it's like a Kamara Ingram situation or what we hope to see in the Denver, a Lindsey Gordon situation where Swift is going to be the main back, but when they mm-hmm. get to the goal line, it, it might not be a terrible idea to hand it to AP for that one-yard run, the two-yard score. So then that brings up the question, will on Johnson be... Uh, looking for a job elsewhere. Will anyone else give him a I, shot? I feel bad for Carrion Johnson. Uh, he got he, really screwed. He was the clear star last year. Last year, he went down with a season-ending injury. I could not tell you what, but it was season-ending. Mm-hmm. They go out. They draft DeAndre Swift. He's like, okay, this DeAndre Swift guy's here. I'm gonna have to battle him for some time. Mm-hmm. AP gets released. They sign AP. That's just like he got screwed. That's right? a huge slap in the face. And Clearly, him and Kurt Patricia weren't on the same page. I don't think that just happens. Especially since. As you always like to say, the running back position is getting less and less lucrative, so there's much less chance of um, of Carryon Johnson being signed by another team in free agency. He, the last thing he wants, I'm not sure how much time is left on his contract. I don't think he he enters free agency this year, unless and he's released, which could happen. That that's true. Um, I mean, that would probably be the worst thing for his career. We see all the big name running backs that are being released or that are uh, that their con- that have their contracts expire next year. I think that if he is released this year, he I think he's done in the NFL. I hate to you say, you think it, but he's I, done. I think it's possible. I don't think he's talented enough to warrant uh, like a big contract, especially with DeAndre Swift. And who else is going to go after him? And 
Exactly. Um, Galladay had a great game. Jaguars receiving core has been pretty impressive this year. Yeah, I, yeah. I haven't expected much out of them besides Charles Chennel. And this week, Cole emerged as a he, – he's he, he caught for over 140 yards. That's never a bad day. I mean, <laughs> but at the end of the day, Lions get the victory. I think there's no surprises here. On to what many would say is probably the least expected game of the week. How do you figure? Um, Texans <clears throat> the game at one yeah. and four. They haven't been great. They could be good, but they haven't been. Titans are undefeated. Look like one of the best teams in the league, if not the best team, after their win versus the Bills last week. Um, but Tannehill showed up this week, threw for four touchdowns, three hundred sixty-four yards. Mm-hmm. Gonna win a football game if you do that. I mean, they both played their hearts out. I mean, two. They both had four touchdowns. Very impressive QBR. For both of them. Deshaun Watson definitely feels like he's... Uh... I mean, do, do you think that this is really because Romeo Cornell is now the head coach and the GM? And like, do you think that... I mean, everyone's saying Bill O'Brien is holding him back. I think that he just happened to turn on the Jets after, uh, after, getting, rid of him, after getting rid of Bill O'Brien. Do you genuinely think Bill O'Brien was holding him back? I think that's a bit of a stretch. I don't think so. I mean, at least coach the wise, end of the day, so. the Texans win this ballgame if yeah. Henry doesn't run for 212 yards. Yeah, I still don't like Derrick Henry very much, but I will admit he had quite a game. Two Probably the game of the year for any yards, running back. Averaging almost 10 yards a carry. That is like, I mean, that was his high school season. And then you, you also got to give a huge shout out to Tannehill. Mm-hmm. Four seconds on the clock. Everybody's expecting him to spike the ball. He doesn't spike it. He goes in the shotgun, throws a dime to A.J. Brown yeah. to send the game to overtime. But I actually want to sidetrack off this game real quick. Oh, we, we can talk about this game, but... I just want to go into the overtime rules right now because I, I, I saw something, and this really bothered me because the coin flip at the start of the game, whether oh. you win or lose, you don't always choose to kick or receive. You, you switch sometimes. Sometimes you choose to kick. Sometimes you choose to receive. Versus overtime, the coin flip, you always choose to receive. So in the end, does the game really just come down to who wins a coin flip? When I mean, it gets to overtime. When you win the coin flip, you have a very big advantage over your opponent. And, you know, sometimes but when you have a crappy offense... You can't control game. if you win the coin flip, no, which exactly. is what really bothers me. I think that every team should have to... Um, I think that every team should be able to... Yeah, I think it should be like college overtime, you know? Yeah. You see, uh, college football, when you, each, you get or to at least if like, someone doesn't if score a touchdown. It doesn't even have to be like college overtime style. You can kick the ball off, do it regularly. You're, you, but... This time you might not choose to receive because if one team scores a touchdown, the other team should get the ball back and a chance to score a touchdown. Oh, absolutely. Which, that bothers me. But back to the game. Overall, great comeback by the Titans, but I do think it came down to a coin flip at the end. I think if the Texans get the ball first, they win. If the Titans get the ball first, they win, and that's what we saw. I mean, I agree. I think the Titans defense, that's just the last thing I want to say, the Titans defense did not look that great. They didn't. For many people saying they're a top five defense, they did not look like a top five defense this week. On to the, uh, as we the like to say, bowl. the toilet bowl. We, 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 there's always a game like that every week, but you can't call it a toilet bowl when these two teams were battling for a division in this game. That's true, yeah. The, the Washington football team and New York Giants had a thriller 20-19 where Washington attempted the two at the end did not get it, but... It was a great game. I didn't watch much of it because I just didn't really care about the NFC least, but it was a great game. I mean, did you agree with the decision to go for two, though? Me, personally, I, wouldn't have put it, I would not have put my faith into Kyle Allen. I would have, um, I would have kicked the extra point. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I agree with that. Kyle Allen, I, I would not put the game in him on the two point conversion. Um, no. I think there though, it's it was it, it's the whole coin flip thing. It's like, yeah, if Washington kicks a field goal and loses the coin flip, do the Giants drive down and win and you lose the game? Which is why I act, I also partially agree with it. Also. What the hell is what? What the hell is either of these teams playing for? Whether they make the playoffs or not, because they win their division with four wins, <laughs> neither of these teams are winning a Super Bowl this year. Well, so yeah, at the end of the day, it's like, just go for it. You either win or lose on that play. I, I guess. Okay. So, to to your point though, if Washington wins that game, they're tied for first in the division right now. Like they are. Oh my lord. So I if I were Ron, um, if I were Ron Rivera. I would have I, – I don't have faith in Kyle Allen. Yeah, I mean, he threw two touchdowns to one interception. He ran the ball somewhat effective. Well, he, he got a few first downs. Daniel Jones, 70, nearly 75 rushing yards. That was impressive. You don't like him. I'm losing faith in him. But, it, I mean, he did what he had to do to keep the game moving. did what he had to do. They, they he he, he couldn't even throw for more than six yards a pass. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if Daniel Jones plays like uh, – Kyle Allen barely – If, if Daniel Jones plays like the number seven pick in the draft that game, number six – the Giants win. It's that simple. Well, they did win. So I guess he did play. To your credit, I guess he did play like the seventh round pick. All right. So, again, toilet bowl. Great for the yay Giants. Go Giants. This is um <clears throat> this game I want to talk about because I don't yeah. know if it's concerning for the Ravens fans, but I still think Philly has this division. In the <clears throat> Say what you want. Okay. Philly will end up winning the NFC least. Um, right. I think... The, besides the play call on the two-point conversion, Philly's fourth quarter really showed us what they can do this year. They beat 49ers last week, right? Yeah. And then this week... Well, they, they beat, the, a, a beat the hell up 49ers, but yeah. That 49ers team went on and be, beat the Rams this week, though. But they also lost the Dolphins. Okay. Just but um, Carson Wentz this week started to look like his old self in the fourth quarter, not throwing interception, throwing for two touchdowns in the fourth alone. The thing that bothers me in this, this game was... Philly's down 30-28. They need a two-point conversion. Why are you running a read option? Yeah, I didn't... And they... It's not even yeah. like they put Jalen Hurts in to run no. it either. They ran it with Carson Wentz. And I love how Philly's been utilizing Jalen Hurts so far. But on that play, I just don't understand it. Well, not only that, but the running back and the quarterback both kind of held the ball and almost hugged their way trying to... It was to like a read option with no option. It, exactly. I mean, it was... They, they literally just... Held the ball together and then tried to march into the end zone. It was it was really sloppy. I mean, Doug Peterson had impressed me up until that point with that comeback. If Philly gets the two point conversion, do you think they with the momentum? Do you think they win that game? Do you think I they, think the coin flip determines I, that that's game. Fair, yeah, but well, like, I think Lamar Jackson that was a little frightening for him. You know, ew. actually, never mind. No, he rushed. I forgot how much he rushed. But again, this is he's not the passer that people try and make him out to be. But I suppose he didn't throw an interception either. And what really scared me was Baltimore's defense, which I can I uh, they were great. I would argue that they're a top five defense. They I mean they sacked him six times. They sacked Carson Wentz six times, but they allowed twenty two points in the fourth quarter. And I think that again, I don't think that's a disrespect to the defense itself. In the end, they held. Uh, but it, it's the same thing with the Browns. I don't want to keep talking about the Browns, but you blame the Browns defense in a, a ton for letting up that kind of comeback in the fourth quarter, and I think it's the same type of deal. When you think that the game's taken away, you're not calling aggressive play calling. You're not doing everything you can. You know, you're just taking you're, – you're trying to avoid injuries. It's the same thing with taking the quarterback out, although it's obviously slightly different. I understand, but just because you're up 
uh, 30 to whatever they were, uh, 10, 6, whatever, it doesn't mean you take the foot off the gas pedal. You are trying to win football games by as much as possible. And once it starts getting close, your defense does have to show up. Your defensive players haven't been on the field for two drives. They're not ready to go back in the game. Then they're forced to go so back in the blame, game. So you think the Ravens' defense had, it had a problem there? I think that game, that the if defense? the Ravens lose that game, it's on their defense. Like I understand well, yeah, that, Lamar needs yeah. to get a few first downs, but it, it's on the Ravens' defense. They were lights out the first three quarters. And imagine you had the, their defense in fantasy. They, they dropped. They dropped like probably 10 points in that fourth quarter alone. That could have lost many people games. But I did have Ravens' defense in fantasy this week. Ironic enough, you did. So yes. at the end of the day, I don't like the Ravens. I think this is a win for Philly, a loss for Baltimore, but on the score sheet it says otherwise. Mm-hmm. On to the next, we have Atlanta versus Minnesota. Um, I, I predicted Atlanta to when you were I big on... Too, yeah. I, I don't know if you were or it was Chaz was big on Minnesota, but Atlanta showed up this week, and Minnesota is not good this year. We predicted this in the preseason because we're just like that. Well, but. I predicted Minnesota actually do well. I didn't have faith in Green Bay. But oh. I, that was my biggest... Com- I predicted biggest Minnesota though. to be pretty bad, but um, mm. Matt Ryan is just good. <laughs> with Julio <Yeah>. Jones, <laughs> Matt Ryan with Julio Jones is very, very good. And, Did yeah. you see that the rumors that they're... The Falcons may be trading Matt Ryan and Julio. Well, no, people were seeing if they're interested in shipping. The Falcons haven't said anything yet about them trading. But Gridiron released an article this morning that I read was pretty interesting. But, I mean, I will say, you know, Kirk Cousins, the Falcons, I don't want to say they almost choked, but, like, let's be honest. Kirk Cousins throws three interceptions before he throws his first touchdown, throws three straight. Alexander Madison was disappointing, but Justin Jefferson had himself another nice game with two touchdowns. I mean, he rivaled Julio Jones's numbers there. I mean, it was very, very impressive. Both to on see my this fantasy rookie. team. Um, but the thing is, uh, what you want? Yes, no, no, congrats. No. Um, these Falcons, they they have so much talent, and this is what's so frustrating. They have Gurley, Ridley, uh, and of course, the, one of the greatest receivers of all time in Julio Jones, and they still find themselves at one and five. I mean, that was their first win. I don't know what to say. I mean, they got they got rid of their coach. They Could got be rid of three their and GM, two, yeah. but they I mean they should be three and two. They if they don't blow all they these should have beat the Bears and the Cowboys. Leads, yeah, it's I I don't I wouldn't know what to do if I were the uh, if I were in the Falcons front office because they've got the talent of a you know I, I if they get their defense scared squared away get some people back. I don't want to say this because it's a pretty bold statement. But they've got the talent of a playoff team. They do. Can you agree? But they're one in five. They went to the Super Bowl two, three years ago. Yeah, but I don't think that's really relevant. But they still have the talent of, of a playoff team. I mean, Matt Ryan completing 75% of his passes, nearly 400 yards and four touchdowns. You still have Julio. You went out and got Gurley. Ridley's emerging right and turning into a star right before your eyes. The defense in the secondary is pretty, pretty bad. Uh, overpaying for Dante Fowler doesn't help. But, like... What do you do in this case? Because you've got a team that has – it's just so lopsided. But they should be winning games, but they aren't. So if you scrap and you can shut everything down and you go for a rebuild, you're probably not going to get the talent you have now. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. you're kind of in a, in a bad situation. I mean Minnesota is pretty bare bones at this point. Minnesota will probably look to be uh, rebuilding in the next few years. But like the Fal- what do you do with the Falcons? Yeah, if you're the Falcons, you're in a really <clears throat> awkward a bad position spot. here. It's it's not an easy decision. Yeah. Um, but 
on this game, I just want to speak on it for a bit. Um, Vikings defense, they're not supposed to be that bad. No, but they not. gave up 40 points this week. And they their offense, say what you want, Falcons have the worst defense. if Not the worst, but probably a bottom five defense. Oh, absolutely. I think only Cowboys And this offense made them look like a top ten defense this week. Say what you want. Kirk Cousins played like Jameis Winston last year this week. Yeah. Threw for a ton of yards, <laughs> threw three touchdowns. But he also threw three interceptions. <coughs> yeah. If you don't throw three interceptions, it could be another game because that's three possessions you can score. Even if it's all field goals, it's a one-possession game then. So end of the day, I think Falcons fans, this is a victory. But like, what do you guys want to root for right now? Do you guys want a top five pick, or do you guys want to risk getting a middle pick but making a playoff appearance this year? I mean, it'll be interesting. It's to a see tough spot. What I, they who, do, but yeah. on to Chi Town versus the Carolina Panthers as the Chicago Bears head to five and one, uh, predicted by Adam in the <laughs> preseason. But um, Panthers are a good team. I I'd say they. Looked like a very good team before this week. This Bears defense is just... Every week, they just get better and better, I feel like. First, they shut down Brady. Now they shut down what I'd say is one of the hottest QBs in the league going into this week. Teddy Bridgewater? Going into this week, Teddy Bridgewater was... He had one good game last week. And just, the Panthers were had, had no business being 3-2, and two, but they they were 3-2 and two going into the game. I suppose. I All right. Well... Uh, I still don't think I, – I mean, the Bears, I'll put respect on their name. They're 5-1. and one. They're winning games. They shut down the Buccaneers, which is something that Aaron Rodgers couldn't do. But we'll get into that in a little bit. I think this team's good, but, I mean, do you think this team is a Super Bowl caliber? Do you think this team will be able to go up against the, yes. the Steelers, up, because up against the Chiefs, up against the Ravens? At the end of the day, defenses win championships. So you think that they would beat the Steelers in that head-to-head right now? Yes, I do, because I don't think – Interesting. I think at the end of the day – their offense isn't that much worse than the Steelers. Like, the Steelers have a good offense, but if you is have... Is mo- that a joke? No, it's not a joke. Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky when compared to Big Ben Roethlisberger, who's a Hall How'd, of Famer. Big Ben didn't do much this week. They won. He didn't have to. I understand, <clears throat> but this Chicago defense has looked, I'd say, better than the Pittsburgh defense this year. I would completely besides, disagree. Besides this week when Pittsburgh had a good week, Pittsburgh defense has not looked good, and they haven't played too, They still lead the league in sacks, which they, I said that they wouldn't. They haven't they, played great teams, though. They've played the Giants, the Broncos, the Bengals, if I'm correct. Um, but they just haven't played good teams versus the Bears. If, once the Steelers' defense does it against the Ravens, I'll respect them, okay? Okay, so you still think they're bad in 5-0? and No, I don't think they're bad. I think they have a very good defense. It's definitely a top-five defense. I just think this Bears defense, as of right now, is better. It's like... Okay, you know, that, fine. I, that, that's a coin flip. I will, I'll agree to disagree with you on that, but that one at least I can see. But you think that Nick Foles, David Montgomery, A-Rob, I, think, I like A-Rob, but are better than Big Ben, James Conner, Juju, Chase Claypool... I mean, who is the uh, Jimmy Graham and Eric Ebron? At the end of the day, it's just it's what you make of it. <laughs> All right. I well, mean, we can upsets even... can happen. I think this Bears team matches up very well against the Steelers. The Steelers might edge them out a, a bit, but this Bears team has so much more heart than the Steelers. This, I guess. Th- I think that Nick Foles isn't even close to the quarterback that Big Ben is, but... <clears throat> All right. We can agree to disagree on this one. Either way, Bears head to 5-1. and one. Panthers, you guys are still on the hunt. Uh, the Buccaneers won, so you're second in the division. But, I mean, the Saints haven't run on a bye third, week. Third in the division. Third? Oh, yeah. Really? Okay, well, you guys are still – oh, they're three and three. Yeah, you're still in the uh, – I mean, you're still in the running. No, no reason to completely lose hope. You get McCaffrey back either this week or next week. So, you know. 
All right, on to, uh, I'd say, the feel-good game of the week. As I said on every podcast so far, the uh, whoever plays the Jets, you guys get like a bye week, a free win. Dolphins blow out the Jets 24-0, and we did get to see the feel-good moment of the week where Tua Tagovailoa stepped on the field for the first time since injuring his hip last November. Um, there wasn't enough Tua to say if he's going to be good or not or do anything. It was two passes. <laughs> it was literally when 45 game, seconds. When the game yeah. was already over, but yeah. it, it was great to watch. It, I mean, it, it made you feel good. The photo after the game of him on the 15-yard line was happy, but mm-hmm. let, let, let's, Mitch, let, I'll let you talk about <coughs> it. Just, what, well, you're the Jets GM. What's your thought process? right? You're the Jets owner. What's your thought process right now? Well, first I'm going to find out if I can sell the team or not. That's priority numero one. Priority number two, I'm getting Adam Gase the just leave. I, I'm not letting him even look at my stadium anymore. Met like MetLife should has permission to sh- to, to shoot to kill when Adam <laughs> Gase is in the area. I he he doesn't have offensive weapons. He made, but I I don't know how much you can blame on him because the GM has just made really questionable decisions. Trading Jamal Adams was smart. I think they won that trade, getting two first rounders. Jamal Adams hasn't done shit all year, but um, getting adding Brashad Perriman and uh, and expecting that to take away your um, Robbie to Anderson. take away your issues. Robbie Anderson is like leading the is close to leading the league in receiving yards right now. And it's not even like he wanted to leave. Like, Jamal Adams wanted to leave. Robbie Anderson broke down crying when he was unable to reach a deal. Like, this was, a, this was one of the few people who actually wanted to suit up in green and white, and you sent him packing. What the hell does that say about you? Like, Le'Veon's gone. Le'Veon's on the, you know. So, is Frank Gore the answer? I mean, I think it was smart that they picked him up. He had an okay game, averaging for, like, one of the first times in a while, averaging over four yards a carry. Joe Flacco, I mean, he, he didn't look... Bad, like he didn't have horrible numbers, but he didn't do anything. Averaging four yards a play, had a QB rating of under, it was nearly single digits. That's how bad his QB rating was. Like I, I don't know what you want me to say about this. Like I don't think the Dolphins are a particularly great team. They, I mean, Brian Fitzpatrick threw in, got intercepted twice against this horrible, horrible Jets. I mean, offense, the Dolphins but, are three and three, but they haven't some, really, yeah. they haven't played the heart of their schedule yet, and the. One game that they did win that people would call an impressive win was against the very injured 49ers team. Look, I'll put some respect on the Dolphins' name. I mean, they've they've won two straight now. So I was a if they can come. Wait, was it? I think it's been no, it's been two straight. I think, but um, Miles Gaskin. I'm I really like what I see. They're three and three with wins against the Jaguars, Jets, and injured 49ers. Yeah, I mean that's true. Yeah, three worst teams in the league. I I want to say the 49ers are the worst team, but as of that week. It was an impressive win. I didn't expect the Dolphins to win, but... You didn't expect the Dolphins to beat the Jets this week? No, the 49ers. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But I, at the end of the day, I'm just like... I, I don't want to disrespect them because I know there's a lot of Dolphins slander on here, but I want to see the Dolphins beat a, like, a good team, like a top 15 team. Like we saw them against the Patriots and Bills. They were good, they, but they weren't good enough to win. win. Yeah, a win's a win. If you're able to come into a week... Uh, eight after your bye week and upset the Rams into its first start. I'll start to respect you. It's also, I can't say if the Dolphins are going to be good or bad right now because we haven't seen Tua play a snap yet. Mm. He could come in and play like Herbert or he can come in and play like Baker Mayfield. We we don't know which one we're going to see, but all jokes aside, it was a 
great win for the Dolphins this week. It was, I was happy to see them win uh, with Tua getting in the game. Um, any was, final thoughts? It was nice to see Ryan Fitzpatrick getting excited for Tua on the side. We talked about this before the podcast, but um, I, I think it's you know it's the end of an era for Fitz. I'm a little upset to see him. Because uh, do you think that the the journeyman will end up anywhere else? You think he's finally going to retire and go home and? I think I he's, he's got this year to mentor Tua, and then yeah, you might done, not huh? see him again. But um, on to the uh, allegedly game of the week, according to a Fox Sports. But uh, game yeah. of the week, really disappointed with a 38-10 to 10 loss by the uh, Green Bay Packers. But uh, this game wasn't even on the Bucks' offense. It was just Aaron Rodgers was terrible through a pick six. Uh, it was just not fun to watch. It was, I mean, the 4 o'clock slate was just terrible this week. I mean, the guy doesn't throw any interceptions um, at all throughout the season. He hasn't had a multi-interception game since, what was it, 2017? And then he comes out, he throws a pick six, and you think, okay, it's Aaron Rodgers. Stephen A, Stephen A. would say, he's a bad man. And you think, okay, it's not going to let him, it's not going to affect him, it's not going, he's not going to get his confidence rattled. But to be fair, I mean, the second interception, it was a safe pass, it was a good pass. Devontae Adams did something Devontae Adams doesn't usually do. He did Bad enough that he dropped it. He flipped it up in the air, and it was an easy pick for, I want to say it was um, not Levante David, Antoine Winfield. I'm not sure. Um, I forget exactly who picked him off. But the first interception was a bad play, but I really can't fault Rodgers for the second one. But what I can fault him for was not rebounding, not getting his team the ball, or not getting his team to, you know, say, okay, all right, bad, you know, that was on me. Um but uh, they couldn't. They couldn't come back, and that's the thing. Like Brady walked all over him. Brady had a pretty mediocre game, throwing under two hundred yards. He threw two touchdowns. He played he like Baker game. Mayfield. He played. He played like Baker Mayfield without the interceptions. Um, but um, Ronald Jones played great. Ronald Jones. I mean, because the Bucks were on the field the entire time. They kept Aaron Rodgers on the bench. Ronald Jones hitting the hundred yard mark for the third game in a row. That's something that was pretty unexpected. But I, I, I'm not that worried. I think the Packers, I still think they're a playoff team. I still think they're good. But um, not much to say about this. Well, the, the only thing I would say, it was fun to catch, to watch Gronk catch another touchdown pass yes. to Brady. I was hoping that would happen at least once a season. We got to see it. So even if, it, if they both leave after this offseason, we got to see it one more time. So it was fun. All righty. Um, on to the Sunday night football game. It was a, it was a good game to watch, I guess. I, I, I think that's a bit of a stretch. But okay. it, wasn't, it wasn't terrible. Um. 49ers pull off the upset, I'd say, against the Rams, who didn't look like the Rams this week. Their defense looked fine, but it was just a lackluster offensive performance from Jared Goff this week. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's that fair to say. The one interception was like, I mean, yeah, he, they, were, they were behind, and he threw a— I mean, the game was still very much in play, but it wasn't a horrible decision, horrible pass. It was a— you know, it was fourth and goal. McVay put his trust in him, and he tried. He did everything he could to get the touchdown, and he put it in a, in the only place where his, his receiver could have made. My the only my only issue with that is Jared Goff shouldn't put them in the possession where it is fourth and goal. I think. If well, you I guess, but they, they rely score. so much on the running game, and that's it. When the running game gets stopped, I mean, the San Francisco uh, defense finally showed some life after. I mean. And after Jimmy G came back this week. He balled out, throwing yeah. for three touchdowns. I mean, nearly yeah, two over two hundred and fifty yards. I mean, after throwing two interceptions and like a you know a horrible QBR against the Dolphins defense, it was nice to see him win one. I'm still, I don't think the Forty ers are that great, but um, isn't that a two game losing streak for the Rams? Didn't they start out four and zero? 
They did. I, believe, I mean, who knows? Maybe confidence is shifting. I'm, I think Sean McVay will get these no, guys back. No, it's not back a two-game losing streak because they okay. beat the football team last week. Okay. I would know because um, they chose not to kneel the ball. I think that um, – <laughs> right. I think Sean McVay will get these guys back on track. I still think the Rams are the better team, but uh, it, I'd say it was pretty interesting as games go. All right. On to Monday night. We got Casey and Buffalo. Woo! I thought Buffalo had that one, but uh, clearly they didn't. I didn't. I, you can't bet against Mahomes. I know you're a Broncos fan. You think you don't think he's all that great. The same way I don't think Lamar Jackson's very all that great. But you can't bet against Mahomes. He came out. Him and the uh, Mahomes Kelsey connection was fun. Uh, but I told you owners, this, er- but- this earlier. Mahomes is the best QB in bad weather conditions, which is why I think they won this game. I think if it's good weather, the Bills take this victory. I I, I think the Bills are the better. I wouldn't say better football team, but they. The fact that they were able to keep it this close with Josh Allen doing what he did that game, I think I think the Bills could win. I, I do. If Josh Allen steps his game up, doesn't throw that pick, throws for over 40 yards in the first half. Okay, well, to be fair, there were a bunch of drops in that first half. In that first There's goal. also they a bunch of drops because it's hard yeah. to catch the ball no, in the rain. No, that's true. He, he made some bad – he made some – yeah, he, the weather did have a factor. But I think even if this game was – uh, perfectly sunny. I don't think Jalen outduels Mahomes. I know you're big on Jalen this year. You are now, and I know you think that Mahomes is not all that he's cracked up to be. But I mean, the the Kansas City Chiefs still have the best offense in the league. Their defense looked, you know, they. they I mean, they shut down Jalen up until. But the, the thing the, is, the Chiefs only scored moment. 26 points. It's not often we see a Chiefs team hold an opponent under 20 points, which is why I think the weather really did affect this game. Yeah, I mean, I suppose, but so I think Mahomes would have probably played better, even if you know it's not like Mahomes has played his peak here. So if, even if Josh Allen plays a little bit better, Mahomes would play better as well. I think the play calling was really great, and I think, I mean, the biggest thing was Mahomes' stats don't look that great. I mean, he, I mean, I they're not bad at all for any. I mean, two touchdowns, uh, pretty low on the yards amount, but they didn't have to. I mean, when you have Clyde Edwards-Helaire averaging six yards a carry. Why wait? You know why? Why would you put um, Mahomes in the position where he could have the ball slip out of his hands? Yes, he's good in foul weather, but this, if they hadn't um, if they hadn't depend on the run game so much, they would have racked the score up more. And so I don't think that's as fair of an argument. I think rain or shine, Mahomes wins this game. But I still I don't think Buffalo's out of it. They're on a two game losing streak, which is a little sad to see because I do like the Bills this year. But it, it, the season's the season's still early. I think these guys might meet again in the playoffs. All right, Sunday night football, which is probably this was my least favorite game this week besides yeah. the Browns game. But but uh, the Cowgirls look terrible. I, um, America's team looking like uh, just hot garbage. Uh, they made Kyler Murray, who only completed nine passes, look like a superstar this week. Kyler Murray's completing forty percent of his passes, and he and he still drops thirty eight on you guys. Like I yeah, I thought when they got Leighton Vanderesh back, I mean they would be. I thought that they would look a lot better. Zeke fumbled twice this game, the, too. I feel like this game was really on Zeke. As much as I hate to say it, I mean, he, he put too much pressure on himself. That's the biggest issue. Because he recognized that Andy Dalton is not Dak Prescott, because he recognized that like, there, there's a big, you know, the, the leader is gone. You know, Dak Prescott was the leader of this Dallas team. Dallas needs a defense. They're not, they're, not winning, they're not winning this division without a defense. I don't care what you say. 
they're not going to be able to beat the Eagles twice in a year with no defense, especially with, with this downgrade Dalton. to their offense. I, not yeah. with Andy Dalton. With Dak Prescott, I would say they easily beat the Eagles. But with uh, Andy Dalton, I, I feel like that's valid. But Zeke put, put too much pressure on himself. He had his confidence rattled. If they don't fumble twice, you know, then this game, I think, is a lot closer. You take away – they scored both times uh, off of the fumbles. If you take two touchdowns away from Arizona and give two touchdowns to Dallas – it's a 2024 ball, ball game, and that's you can't say it's exactly going to be like that, but it's not the same blowout it was if the um, if Zeke doesn't fumble twice. Like that, that's the first time he's ever done that. It was, it yeah. was sad to see, um, but I mean, you know, they, not they, sad for that game. I, I mean, it was it, not much to talk about. Just a bad game all around. It was ugly. I turned it off after halftime because it's not fun watching Kyler Murray trying. I mean, how many times was DeAndre Hopkins targeted? Yeah, he targeted him eight times and got two catches off of it. I mean, when you're when DeAndre Hopkins is catching twenty five percent of his targets, mm-hmm. it's going to be an ugly game. It, it, it's not much, like you said. It's not much to be said. It was not a fun one to watch. Really, not a good Monday night football game. I wish the Cowboys put up more of a fight. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up? That's all. Take us out, Mitch. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for watching. Check back in tomorrow for our week seven predictions. Will we pick your team to win? Will we pick your team to lose? You'll find out tomorrow. Have a good night, everybody. We hope to see you on the next pod. And we're out. We're out.